Our reading is from John chapter 1, verse 14 to 18. That's John chapter 1, verse 14 to 18. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. John testified concerning him. He cried out, saying, This is the one I spoke about when I said, He who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. Out of his fullness we have all received grace in place of grace already given. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, but the one and only Son, who is himself God and is in the closest relationship with the Father, has made him known. If you're ready, I'm going to read out some questions, and then you can discuss what you think the answer is with the people around you. Question number one, I hope you're ready. What type of hat am I wearing on my head? What type of hat am I wearing on my head? Give you a couple of seconds. (laughs) I think we're cheating. (laughs) Question number two. What is the colour of the shirt that I am wearing? What is the colour of the shirt that I am wearing? Number three, what Christmas character appears on my socks? What Christmas character appears on my socks? And number four, which finger is my wedding ring on? Which finger is my wedding ring on? Now, it's quite a tricky quiz, isn't it? I suppose you've been able to make lots of guesses, but that's all they are. No one can be certain about these things. Now, of course, I could tell you the answers, couldn't I? But the best way for you to know the answers would be for me to reveal myself. The best way for you to know the answers would be for me to make myself known. The best way for you to know the answers would be for me to come down and be among you. It's a bit easier now, isn't it? It's a bit easier. It's a bit easier. Now that I've come down, we can all see the answers. We don't need to guess anymore, do we? Now that I've come down, now that I've made myself known, no more guessing required. We can all see what I'm wearing. This morning we're looking, and we're going to spend most of our time just looking at one verse, the last verse that Rachel read for us a few moments ago. Please do make sure you've got a Bible open, page 1063, and we're going to spend a bit of time looking at a verse in John 1. Verse 18 
And if you find the first six words, we're going to read the first six words of verse 18 out loud all together. Verse 18, right at the bottom of page 1063. Let's read the first six words together. It says this. No one has ever seen God. That's it. That's it. Just six words. Just six words. Just six words. Now, when it comes to God, lots of people like to have, have ideas, don't they? They like to think, I like to think of God as like this. Or, or I want God to be like this. We have lots of ideas when it comes to God. But they're just guesses, aren't they? It's just guesses when it comes to God. Because no one has ever seen God. We can't know for certain. That's what John says. He's up in heaven. Of course, we can make lots of guesses. But that's all they are. It's all just pure speculation. The reality is that we can't know for certain. When it comes to God's, just a bit of a question mark. Question mark, that's right. When it comes to God, it's all a bit of a question mark. It's all a bit of a guessing game. Now, of course, when I was on the roof a few moments ago, it doesn't make any difference to you, does it? Whether you could guess snowmen on the socks or whatever, it makes no difference at all. But when it comes to God, it's just a bit too serious, isn't it? To think, well, let's just guess. It's a bit too serious just to be living in the world created by God without knowing him. It's too serious. And so what do we need Well, of course, God could speak to us, couldn't he? He could tell us. And in fact, he has done that. Our passage says that he gave the law through Moses. He spoke to Moses. But the best way would be for God to reveal himself. The best way would be for God to make himself known. The best way would be for God to come down and dwell among us. Now, the wonderful news, the very exciting news is that in his kindness, that is exactly what God has done. Let's flick back to verse 14, the first verse that Rachel read for us. Verse 14, I love this verse. John says, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. Mind's blowing, isn't it? When John says the word, he's talking about the eternal God. He's talking about the one who made the world. He's talking about the one who keeps the world spinning. He's talking about the one who gives you and me life. And what does John say? He became flesh. He became a tiny, fragile human baby. Staggering, isn't it? No one has ever seen God. That's a bit of a problem. But as John goes on in verse 18, follow along. The one and only Son who is himself God and is in the closest relationship with the Father has made him known. Christmas is not just about the birth of any old baby. It's about the God of the universe coming down from heaven to earth to make himself known. As we read about Jesus in the Bible, we're not just reading about any ordinary person. We're reading about God himself living in the world that he created. As the carol puts it, veiled in flesh the Godhead see, hail the incarnate Deity, pleased as man with man to dwell. Jesus, our Emmanuel. It's staggering that God would come from heaven 
down to earth to make himself known. Jesus has made God known. And so, of course, this, this challenges a number of views that I think people have, potentially even views that we ourselves have this morning. You see, lots of people think, well, we can't know whether God is real. That is wrong. We know God is real because the Word became flesh. Jesus has made God known. Lots of people think, well, we can't know what God is like. That is a load of rubbish, too. Because the Word became flesh. Jesus has made... God's known. And so you see, we can get rid of the question mark, can't we? Because it's no longer um, a question. It's no longer a, a guessing game. Cross out the question mark. And very handy, if you flip a question mark over, what letter do you get? You get a J. Man, this was amazing when I realized this this week. <laughs> you get a J because J means Jesus. Get rid of the question mark. No more guessing. No more guessing when it comes to God. No more thinking, well, we just can't know. And so we'll just guess and hope for the best. We do know. Jesus has made God known. When it comes to God, no more guessing. In fact, wouldn't it be really silly for us to continue guessing? It'd be silly for us to think, well, I like to think of God as like this, or or, I want God to be like this. No need to guess. That's a waste of time, because Jesus has made God known. And so, of course, it would also be really silly to ignore Jesus. It'd be silly to only care about Jesus on one day a year, or for a month a year. It'd be crazy not to care about Jesus, and to be excited about him, because he has made God known. No longer guessing. Don't ignore Jesus. Because Jesus has made God known. If we ignore Jesus, we're ignoring God's revelation of himself. What a foolish mistake that would be to make. If you want to know what God is like, look at Jesus. If you want to know what God thinks, listen to Jesus. No one has ever seen God's. But Jesus has made him known. Now, I've already said that this is incredible news, but the thing is, it doesn't stop there. In fact, it gets so, so much better, and that's because the reason why Jesus has made God known is so that we can know God. Jesus has made God known so that you and I, so that we can know God. Now, when I say this, it's not just so that we know about God. It's not just so that we know random facts about God. No, it's way more than that. Jesus came so that we could know God personally and have a relationship with him. Now, for lots of people, Christmas is all about relationships, isn't it? What did people miss most last year? Not being able to be with friends and family. People care lots about relationships, especially at Christmas. And the Bible says the message of Christmas is all about relationship. But way more importantly than relationships that you and I might have with one another is a relationship 
with the goods of the universe. The purpose of Christmas, the purpose of Jesus coming down, is not just so that we know about God, but so that we know him personally and have a relationship with him. Now, I'm guessing that most, if not all of us, have had one of those presents where um, we need to construct something. I reckon across Britain this afternoon, parents and grandparents and aunties and uncles will be thinking, why on earth did Santa buy them this toy? We've got to spend all afternoon making it, and it's, it's complex. And I don't know about you, but when it, goes to, when it comes to making things, things always go wrong for me. It never quite works. It's always slightly broken. And I could blame it on the fact that I'm not very practical, but the reality is that I have to blame it on the fact my very first step when I open a box take out the instructions, and what do I do? Well, I think, well, you're useless to me. I won't be needing you. No wonder it goes wrong. As we look out into the world, we see that it's broken. We see that things just don't work properly. And the explanation the Bible gives us as to why that is the case is because we've gone to the maker, we've gone to his instructions, and we've said no. We think that God's a bit of a waste of time, don't we? We think that we can do life without him. We think, why bother listening to him? And so we reject him and live in rebellion against him. Now, that's the reason why the world doesn't work properly. That's the reason why it's broken. But it's also the reason why we don't have a relationship With God, we don't have the relationship that we were meant to have. The relationship has been broken. And yet, because Jesus came into the world, that relationship can be fixed. Let's just look back to verse 11. Some verses that we looked at last week at the carol service. Verse 11 in John chapter 1, and I'll read those for us. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. It is now possible to be brought back into a relationship with God. It is possible to become a child of God. How? By receiving the Lord Jesus, by believing in his name. Why his name? Well, because he is the one who has saved us by his death and resurrection. This was another amazing thing I worked out this week. Jesus, through his death and resurrection, can fix the relationship that we were meant to have. Jesus Christ loves us so much that he came down from heaven. He didn't stay there. He came down to make God known and to then die on a cross in our place. Jesus Christ loves you so much that he would do that for you. So that we could have a relationship with God. Jesus Christ, the one who is in the closest relationship with the Father, as verse 18 says, came so that we could have a relationship with God as our Father. A glorious 
and wonderful relationship. One that starts the moment we accept the Lord Jesus. One that continues for all eternity as we follow the Lord Jesus back up into heaven. No one has ever seen God. But the one and only Son, who is himself God and is in the closest relationship with the Father, has made him known. Jesus has made God known so that we can know God. What a staggering privilege I take it for any here this morning who are one of God's children, who are a Christian believer. What an immense offer for any who don't yet currently know the Lord Jesus. Let's pray together. Father, as we read these words in John chapter 1, there are so many amazing things to give you thanks and praise for. Thank you that you made the world. Thank you that you have given us life. Thank you that you have not remained hidden, but have made yourself known, first by speaking and then through your Son. Thank you that we don't have to guess about you anymore because we can look at Jesus Christ. Thank you that he didn't just come to make to tell us about you, but so that we might know you personally. And more than that, to know you as our Father. What a great privilege. What great news this Christmas. And so we pray that you would help us to take the Lord Jesus seriously. To not ignore him, but to listen to him. To love him. And to grow in our relationship with you as our Father. For any who don't yet know that relationship, Father, please open their eyes to the glory of it. And for those of us who are your children, please would this be a great truth that gives us great joy today and tomorrow and the next day, up until the day where we follow the Lord Jesus back into your presence. For his name and for his glory we ask. Amen.